2: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Justin Rowland from CatsIllustrated.com. That's our Rivals Network partner. Justin covers the Kentucky Wildcats, and he's here for a Kentucky preview. 7.30 kickoff Saturday night in Lexington. It'll be on the SEC Network. Justin, welcome in. Thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate your time today, Justin. So, Kentucky is rolling right now. 4-0 overall, 2-0 in the SEC for the first time since 1977.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a chance. This is Kentucky's best team since 1977. You've got to think it's been one of the best months for Kentucky football, certainly since I've been been covering and following the program. Uh, they're really clicking on both sides of the ball. You know, Kentucky's had some good offensive teams. They've never had uh, a team that's this balanced across the board, all three units. So they're looking really good.
2: Kentucky's 4-0 wins over Central Michigan at Florida. Murray State and this past weekend, 28-7. to over 14th-ranked Mississippi State. Justin, tell us about the win at Florida. We know about Kentucky's long losing streak against the Gators. Had to feel especially good for the Wildcat fan base. The whole program, to win that ball game and to do it in Gainesville, I would think, made it even sweeter.
3: Yeah, I think it was especially sweet for a lot of people because it came against Dan Mullen as well. You know, they were used to facing Dan Mullen, Mississippi State's the common opponent over in the West, and Mullen really had Kentucky's number. They had only beaten him once when he was at Mississippi State, I think a lot of Kentucky fans felt like they, the, the streak was going to be extended like indefinitely with Mullen going to Florida the way he had had success but you know they they pressured Felipe Franks they were able to establish the run they rushed for 303 yards and the offensive line just completely dominated the line of scrimmage they blew Florida off the ball Florida's linebackers didn't play especially well Kentucky's corners matched up with the receivers on the outside so I mean, it was a pretty thorough manhandling, and, and the game probably shouldn't have been as close as it was based on on the way that they controlled both sides of the line of scrimmage.
2: So Kentucky is second in the SEC in total defense, third in scoring. Obviously, the offense starts with Benny Snell, 25 carries, 165 yards, and four touchdowns in the win over Mississippi State. So, Justin, talk about the Kentucky offense. I don't think it's any secret what they want to do. They want to run the football and you've got Terry Wilson in there at quarterback who is extremely mobile. I was impressed with him against Mississippi State. He looks like a fantastic athlete.
3: Yeah, he's really taken the running game to another level. These last three years, Kentucky has been a run first, kind of grinded out, smash mouth team. And what's different about this team is they don't just have the running back play, they've got Terry Wilson. Steven Johnson was a fairly mobile quarterback. Uh, and he had the long run against South Carolina to kind of seal it um, last year down in Columbia. But Terry Wilson is like a four, 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 five legit speed guy. He rushed for over 200 yards in the two games before the win over Mississippi State. He's made good decisions in the in the RPO game and in terms of um, making reads on handoffs or keeping it. He's got a lot of scrambling yards. He's been fantastic scrambling when he's been under pressure this year. His first two weeks of the season, he had a he had a turnover problem. He accounted for five turnovers in, in the first couple of weeks, but he's cleaned that up the last two weeks. And what he's got to improve on is throwing the deep ball. He's got to be more accurate throwing the deep ball or else opponents will be able to stack the box more. But uh, he knows what he needs to work on, and, and he's been a success so far.
2: Wilson was only 8 of 14 passing for 71 yards against Mississippi State. Talk about Wilson as a passer, Justin.
3: He's been surprisingly accurate on short and intermediate range throws. I know going into the Mississippi State game, he was like 32 for 37 on passes up to 10 yards. He uh, he, he was very, very efficient, effective, throwing on short and intermediate routes uh, through this past game. He's just been inconsistent on those deep balls. So he's had a couple of drops. But for the most part, he's either overthrown guys or he's underthrown guys. And, you know, the coaches during camp were saying, just give the receivers a chance to make a play on the ball. And then when he started turning the ball over, the emphasis became only let your receivers have a chance. And I think as a new quarterback, he's kind of grappling with what the coaches want him to do. He had had some confidence issues because of the early turnovers. But, you know, short intermediate stuff, he's been really good. Uh, long long passes has not been so good, and his receivers uh, have been hit or miss. He's not a great Kentucky receivers unit, and that, that has probably hurt him a
2: little bit. Emerson Phillips with Justin Rowland from CatsIllustrated.com. That's our Rivals Network partner, giving you the Kentucky perspective today here on Gamecock Central Radio. Justin, I caught some of your podcast. that's on your website, CatsIllustrated.com. You did a podcast with Chris Clark from Gamecock Central, and there was a lot of interesting information in that podcast. I would encourage our listeners to head over there to your site and check that podcast out one of the comments you made Justin is that Kentucky has become a line of scrimmage program and you know for years we've been calling the SEC a line of scrimmage league and I thought that was interesting to hear that Stoops has really you know made it a point to improve the quality of athletes on the line of scrimmage for Kentucky and it sure looks like the Wildcats are are there right now
3: yeah maybe some older uh SEC fans Kentucky or South Carolina fans remember that Kentucky had a reputation of being kind of a basketball on turf program with Tim Couch and the air raid days. Uh, And it took Mark Stoops a long time to to kind of change that. And, and, you know, he he originally wanted to run an air raid offense at Lexington, and not until he brought in Eddie Grant as the offensive coordinator and Benny Snell came in as a running back did they really become – a, a power football team, and a lot of that is because offensive line coach John Schlarman has, has developed guys really tremendously well. It's one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. They've got good blocking tight ends. Now they got the mobile quarterback, probably the best running back in school history and Benny Snell. They're going to run it 60 65% of the time. When they get a lead, they're going to shorten the game, and, and they really do a good job of forcing the opponents into the kind of tempo, the kind of game that they want to play. They lull you into it. Uh, And, and, you know, the interior of that offensive line, from Logan Sinberg on the left side to Drake Jackson, a former great recruit, and Bunchy Stallings on the right side, who's already won SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week twice this year, they're very powerful up the middle.
2: So Snell's four touchdowns against Mississippi State on Saturday, give him 37 for his career, and that has tied Randall Cobb to the all-time Kentucky mark. Snell's an incredible player, Justin, 5'11", 223 pounds, he's out of Ohio, Gamecock fans are very familiar with him, preseason, first team, all SEC, will it be all Snell on Saturday or can we expect to see some other running backs in the game as well?
3: Well, A.J. Rose has kind of supplanted senior Saheem King as the number two running back and, you know, pro football focus, we've got a partnership, Rivals does, with pro football focus with the analytics and they've graded Rose out as higher than Snell. Now, of course, that's on a much smaller sample size. He doesn't have nearly as many carries, but in terms of yards after contact, explosive running plays, A.J. Rose is a very talented back in his own right. Uh, But but it's going to be mostly Snell. I think through SEC play, Kentucky is going to give Snell as many carries as it takes for him to start to wear defenses down. So they don't have a problem giving him 20, 25 maybe even up to 30 carries. And, yeah, Snell is definitely going to get his numbers.
2: Well, you have said, Benny Snell runs violent, and I think there's no disputing that, particularly after the ball game that he had Saturday night. Boy, Mississippi State uh, just had no answer for the Kentucky ground game. Wildcats looked impressive. So we're getting set for 7.30 kickoff Saturday night. Gamecocks and Wildcats on the SEC Network. Justin, let's talk about the Kentucky defense, second in the SEC in total defense. Muschamp says they're athletic with a lot of length, and he heaped a lot of praise on Jordan Jones and Josh Allen.
3: You know, Muschamp has recruited at a high level at South Carolina, and Mark Stoops has recruited at a high level at Kentucky. And a lot of us who have followed Stoops' program expected the defensive improvement to come before now. They were kind of surprised that it took so long and kind of wondering if it was going to happen at all. But it makes sense that it took a while for the seniors to come to the front line. I mean, this is the most experienced defense that Stoops has had. The vast majority of the two deep return on the defensive side of the ball. They're starting basically five seniors in the secondary. They're starting, you know, pretty much juniors and seniors at linebacker, pretty much the entire defensive line return. This is an extremely experienced defense. Josh Allen might be the best defensive player that I've ever seen at Kentucky. That's saying a lot, but he's probably going to be a first round pick and Mississippi state just could not block him. There was a a stretch in the second half where he got to the quarterback and and ended about two or three drives in a row, three and outs with pressures and sacks. He, he created himself about 50 yards worth of holding and pre-snap penalties on Mississippi state. I mean, it was just a dominant performance and, you know, Jordan Jones, very active tackler. The safeties, Mike Edwards and Darius West are always around the ball. Um, Jake Bentley is going to be the best passer that they faced this year, and South Carolina's got the best receivers that they will have faced this year. So it'll be a little bit different challenge, and it'll be interesting to see how they respond to it.
2: Justin, the point spread on this game has been a real head-scratcher, and I heard you talking with Chris Clark about this, so I wanted to ask you, South Carolina opened as about a two-point favorite. Kentucky now favored by one-and-a-half or two points, depending on where you look and you said that kentucky fans were a little bit hacked off they were they were torqued off that kentucky opened as an underdog at home against south carolina when kentucky's beaten the gamecocks 4 years running yeah
3: and i'm not i'm not trying to antagonize south carolina fans i i think that this game's pretty much a toss up i think the teams are comparable talent levels i think we know that South Carolina. Maybe this might be the difference. We know that South Carolina is going in Saturday night with something to prove, with a chip on its shoulder. They had their stage against Georgia; it didn't go like they wanted, and now they want to win on the road against top twenty-five team. They they need this win in the SEC East if they have any chance of, you know, pulling a run later on in the year. Kentucky, we don't know how they're going to play in its second consecutive big SEC game. They beat Florida, but they had Murray State after that. Now they had Mississippi State. You know, we don't know where their head's going to be at. On Monday, Mark Stoops said that he had to poke the team a little bit to refocus them. So maybe the the odds makers are saying, we don't know how Kentucky's going to respond to a second consecutive emotional SEC game. That's the difference in my mind, why the line probably opened the way that it did. But Kentucky fans are a little sensitive because – you know they they look at the series frankly and they say we won four in a row against South Carolina and South Carolina got all the hop, hype in the off season i understood why they got the hype they won about 9 games last year but that's just how they feel
2: i don't blame kentucky fans one bit for being upset at that point spread and i think uh, folks in columbia were every bit as surprised as folks in Lexington. So that was an interesting sidebar to this game this weekend, the point spread. I'm not sure Vegas knows what to make of this game. I'm not sure we do either. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, Justin, we're very much looking forward to it, and – a huge game in the SEC East, no doubt about it. Kentucky tied with Georgia atop the East standings right now at two and zero. Gamecocks tied with Florida at one and one right behind. So, Justin, let's talk about game plans for both teams. And you know, what, what do you think will be Kentucky's attack coming in? Obviously, they want to run the football, but is there anything more to it than that, or is it just that simple?
3: They they really set everything up well. Or they have this year. Um, they they brought in some some packages from NFL teams that they had a chance to work with in the offseason or look at in the offseason, they run a little uh, an RPO on the outside where they can either pitch it to Snell or Rose on the outside or if the edge is sealed, the linebacker is taken out, uh, and, and the, edge is, the, the, the pitch is covered, then Terry Wilson can cut it back up inside, and that was how they scored one of the touchdowns against Florida. And they also have a variation where – they can send an inside, a slot receiver over the middle of the field if the linebacker creeps up or if the safety's too far back. So so they, they set that up, and because the offensive line is blocked so well and, and Snell draws so much attention on the outside, that's something that they've had a lot of success off of this year.
2: Justin, I think the Gamecocks would like to force Terry Wilson to beat them through the air. I know that's easier said than done, but if it comes to that, can Wilson win this ball game with his arm?
3: That's a big question. That is, that is a really big question. I, I would say. He, he he threw the ball well down the field against Florida. He had two long touchdown passes, one on the run to David Bouvier uh, over the safety, and, and one he just beat Florida's defensive backs on a throw you know, perfect in stride over the top. But the other three games he has not been on point throwing the ball down the field. Dorian Baker did make a great catch down near the goal line against Mississippi State. But I, I would have to say at this point if South Carolina can slow down the Kentucky running game and Kentucky doesn't rush for something like 200 yards, then then you know they probably do have the advantage because he hasn't proven that he's going to consistently make those throws down the field.
2: Very intriguing matchup, Gamecocks and Wildcats. Justin Rowland from Cats Illustrated, our guest, bringing us the Kentucky perspective. Thanks for the report today, Justin. Thanks a lot. That's Justin Rowland, Catsillustrated.com is where you can find his work. And I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecocks Central Radio. 7.30 kickoff Saturday night in Lexington on the SEC Network. Thanks for joining us.
1: Com in Kansas, 1 770 Stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1 800 Gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1 800 522 4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call 800 327 5050 for support in Massachusetts or call 1 877 8HOPE.